This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, easy. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. What's up, guys? Welcome to Easy's Listening Room. We're here, episode 27, with Matthew Trujillo. So stoked about this episode. This one's been a long time coming. Um, we'll get into kind of how we met and uh, you know what brought us here today, but it's been a fun ride, and we've been itching to get this episode under our belt for a little bit. Um, but I'll go ahead and let Matthew introduce himself, and we'll drop in. Introduce myself. Um... Yeah, Matthew Trujillo, uh, local artist, I guess you can say. Um, I don't know what else I can throw in right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so Matt and I met. um, I met him at this house party over in Westlake, and we're just kind of like chilling out on this back porch, and uh, this dude came and posted up next to me, and we're both kind of just reading the scene, and I introduced myself, and we started chatting, and he's like, yeah, I'm an artist, and I was like, all right, cool. What kind of artists? And he started describing, you know, and I was like, all right, cool. Like, how, where have you been featured? And he was like, well, I've got some stuff up in Native and just listing off West Chelsea. And I was like, where, what piece of Native? Because I know this building pretty well. And, and he uh, told me about the piece in the coffee shop. And I was like, oh, shit, I know exactly who you are. And, you know, it's just that kind of synchronicity of Austin where, a small town and you cross paths with people that you've seen before and you know their work and and um but since that day you know i've i've admired his poise and and humility um in the game and and his career seems to be absolutely be being taken off and um it's so fun to watch that so yeah man i mean uh i remember that night pretty well it was cool because uh you're just really humble dude as well you know what i mean and whenever, um, whenever I was out there chilling, I mean, I don't, I go, I go everywhere by myself. So I yeah. usually just mob somewhere Lone by wolf. myself and yeah, and, and just try to figure it out while I'm there. So, uh, what was cool is that you came up to me and you were like, you had like a 12 pack in your hand and you're like, you want a beer? And I'm like, sure. I'll take Probably a Probably Schonerbach. Yeah. Some, some IPA shit. I don't yeah. know. Um, and yeah, we just started chatting and like. And it's cool that you were telling me how about you were about to like do a podcast and like seeing what you have done as well has been. Yeah, crazy. man. Yeah, it was it was it's been great to really get to know artists on a more personal level and then to share that as well. You know, there's there's so many great artists who I've crossed paths with through this, you know, venture and and um, 
you know, that's what really started to take place when I got this space, you know, I was doing these pop-ups all over town and um, did a live podcast over at Something Cool Studios. Um, and, you know, that led me to, well, I was mixed it up with Niz and all these artists, right? And it really started barking up that tree, got Jason Etherly on the podcast. And then once I got to Native, that's when it really started taking off. And then when I got this space, um, you know, as I referred to in the last podcast, like, I was super intimidated walking into this space in July, not really planning to to have a space like this. You know, I built my van out. I was doing pop-ups. I was getting pretty good at that. I was, it was routine. Um, and then I got this space, and I knew there was a great opportunity. And when I walked in, and it was just soundproofed and dead and empty, dude, I was so intimidated by what this space was capable of and I just hoped that I could fill it with something right and um, I sat here probably for three or four days just staring at my laptop and listening to music and acting like I was working Um, but that's when I realized that you know I had these encounters with artists like Matt and started reaching out and making phone calls and and that was when I really saw the generosity of the local artists and they started filling these walls um, and you know, Matt pulled his last week for his, his gallery that opened up at West, West Chelsea. Um, but they gave this space so much life and, you know, I got so many compliments on those pieces just because they pop so well. And, um, you know, when I met you, you, you told me you were from New Mexico and I thought yeah. that was cool because I could almost see this like contemporary, you know, style with a lot of colors that reminded me of, you know, where you were from. So I'd kind of like to get back into that story of, you know, where you grew up, how you started getting into art and really where this journey began. Yeah. I mean, I was born in Las Cruces and, um, I was always doing art. Um, that was just kind of like normal to me, um, doing art, in school and like drawing on all my notes and everything and but that was never I never thought of it being a career or something I wasn't doing it like I'm like I'm an artist it was just something it was really hard for me to pay attention in class as soon as the teacher starts talking I lose focus and I'm just drawing um and then I moved to Albuquerque when I was like 19 or so and um art kind of got lost I mean in my early 20s I just was I joined the military as well so it was just a lot of like drinking and partying and like the whole military life of just like chaos i guess (laughs) yeah um so i lost art a lot in in my life but uh it came it came back to me maybe like a year or two before i moved to austin and then uh, by the time i moved to austin um just the amount of opportunities i got just kind of like launched it from there and yeah it just became a whole new world yeah, it seems to be popping off now, and, you know, I I really don't know that much about, you know, how recent this is for you, you know, like, it, you just seem to be riding a wave right now, and, and since I've met you, you know, I don't I don't know if that started before we met, or if it's just as recent as... I mean, dude, in, in art, it's like waves, Yeah. I mean, you just, like, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down, Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, like, as long as you keep pushing, um, the waves instead of being like this, they're more like this, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 
when you met me, I might have been on like a high, yeah. you know, and then I probably disappear for a little bit and right. then I come back and it's just like dealing with art and life and, and trying to mix those two together and yeah, trying to find flow. the balance between it. For sure. I, you just never know. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like hearing always about, you know, where that initial step, you know, from, you know, your full-time artist now, you know, from when did you really commit? Was it coming out of the military or what, you know, when it was it like, Hey, I'm, I'm done drawing on pieces of paper. I really want to start, you know, selling this or at least trying and, obviously switching to you know large scale yeah um what was that journey like did it start with a can was it a you know aspirations of being doing big walls or you know where did you start going larger and larger scales i mean i was already doing large canvases when i was still in albuquerque before i moved yeah. to austin but it was more just for myself because i had an empty apartment and i was like i want art on my walls and i would do things for myself and yeah hang them and then it wasn't until i moved to austin after being here for a year, um, I just saw an ad on Craigslist that was like, submit your artwork. And um, I just submitted my work that I had there. And that was the first time I ever even thought about showcasing it or like putting it out in the world. And from there, uh, I just learned how art was so much more than just me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I have my own stories and my own feelings of what I create and what I put out there. But um it, it all depends on who sees it and what they see in the piece. You know what I mean? They see themselves sometimes. They see uh, happy. They see sad as opposed to what I've created, you know? Right. Um, so that kind of just, like, launched that for me to know that I, I, it's more than me and, like, people are, are grabbing, uh, like, grabbing to it more than I would expect. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's what's so interesting about, you know, talking to artists and interacting with them at galleries especially is that one-on-one -on -one, you know time that they get with people you know that are seeing their art for the first time and and i most galleries i go to i almost see the artists more intrigued by what people think than th those in attendance you yeah. know asking questions about you know what does this piece mean to you and yeah. it's like that's just something i've noticed in a lot of artists is they're really really curious about what emotions um their art brings out of other people for sure. and i think that's really cool and you know it's something that your art does for me is like you know it's such so vibrant and vivid and and uh you know the colors that you use i mean it commands your attention and it's so dope to see you know just like this crisp contemporary style um, that, you know, makes a statement as soon as you walk in a room, especially the large scale pieces. I mean, it's yeah. badass, man. I mean, it, like, like you said, it, it all takes just that one person to like really understand it. You yeah. Know? Um, it doesn't matter really how many people are there, or who buys it or how much it goes for. It all matters about like connecting with somebody connecting with it. Yeah. And like, What's and like what's really rare too is when someone connects with it and has the same exact feelings that I had when I created it. Um, that's like a very special. You're like yes, that's I a very special moment too. Yeah. yeah, like just recently somebody um, was at one of West Chelsea's opening, and uh, I have a had a piece there that I did with was this uh, last one at the domain. No, it was um it was like a couple months ago. Okay, the one they had recently. Yeah, um the international fair that they had, but um. It was a collaboration that I did with a friend of mine named Allison, and it's got, like, the horns on it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there was a girl that was standing in front of it, and uh, 
forever like the whole time like her and the husband were just staring at it had conversations with me about it i would walk away i could see them still staring just standing in front of it and then later on that night i found out like she was crying there for like 15 minutes just staring at the piece crying and i was just like wow like um i mean just somebody feeling that type of emotion like looking at a piece and like i know what i put into it and i know what allison and where we both were mentally when we were creating that piece and and for somebody to like feel that from it like that's what we're trying to do you know yeah i Um, think there's something so special about spaces like whether like it's this or a gallery or you know throwing the right type of party man like you just want people to feel you know you want people to take a moment in time and and shake other people's hands or you know hear something that strikes their curiosity or you know and you know i've talked about this before where like i don't expect every podcast to hit the mark every time you know like but as long as people are engaging and feeling and like thinking like i'm hitting the mark even if it it takes that one line out of the whole conversation that they were like wow that changed yeah my perspective on something for sure that's all that matters or it challenges it or you know it's that's how we grow you know yeah. it's just hearing different perspectives and you know i think that's why it's so unique to you know bring people on and what you know whether they're in the middle of their career like you could have easily just been like yo i don't have time for that you know and yeah. to to care and to give back you know like that next generation of artists or you know that person that's doing art in their their apartment right now or just waiting to take that step and and really share their craft man like it takes things like this for them to go well you know he's doing it yeah why can't i do it you know and i'm sure you had your your sources of inspiration oh definitely it's been levels and and ranges throughout life dude but yeah like i mean for the longest time i never cared to showcase my work or sell it like i was like how am i gonna sell it like how am i even put a price tag on something um so, I mean, I had really good friends at the time that really inspired me. Like, dude, just put it up, sell it. Like, you're you're dope. Just keep doing what you're doing, you know? For like, sure. I, I, I definitely take a lot from, like, my friends and family that, like, support and actually, like, push me to yeah, get me. outside my comfort zone and actually do what I'm doing. That's a really tough step to take, man, you know? And I, I made a post about that today where there's a lot of artists out there that will never share their work, and, and that's okay, you know? Like, that's yeah. that's an art form. Um, you know, I've talked to a lot of artists where they're almost hesitant to really take it to a full-time gig because they're taking something they enjoy, they're taking something that's creative, and you gotta be very careful from that place. Um, I saw it when, you know, I started personal training coming out of the military trying to make some money and taking something that I love doing and I thought you know like all right cool like I'll work out full time you know that, that'll be great and then uh the more and more that I dove into it as a coach like my own just you know love for for you know this physical game just like started just falling in and yeah. like I realized that I took something I was passionate about and I made it work and yeah. by the time it was time for me to work out, I was like, I want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, shit, that, you know? that can easily happen with art as well. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? especially and and with a sense of creativity as well. Like, yeah. creativity is already such, like, just this, you know, um, you know, it's a beast of. One of my favorite books I've ever read was, um, The War of Art. Yeah, you know, a lot of people have heard of the art of war. There's a book uh, by Stephen Pressfield, I believe, 
called The War of Art, and it's all about just resistance. You've read it? Yeah, yeah. Dude, amazing book. He was a Marine, and he's got this approach to writing at the time, you know, is just once you lean into the resistance and you accept that, that's where you really start to express yourself in a unique way. Yeah. And that spoke to me because we all have just premeditated expectations of what our art is supposed to be. My first love and the way I first started expressing myself was writing. And I had such a terrible relationship with it. Like every time I sat down with a pen and paper, um, you know, I expected just this masterpiece of philosophy or, you know, just to perfectly articulate what was on my mind. And I realized that my expectations became so high, the better and better I got at writing, that then I couldn't live up to them. And as an artist, that was tough for me to meet the mark. And then I realized months and months were going by where I wasn't writing because I had such a high expectations of what the product was supposed to be. Yeah. If I wasn't sitting and writing a whole book, I was almost disappointed in myself. For sure. You know, and yeah. now I've tried to get away from that. Now I write for social media purposes, which I need to get back to pen and paper because it's just so much better for the brain. Yeah. Um, I, I, I read that book like probably like two months ago. Yeah. I was going like a, through a really hard creative block. I don't yeah. know what it was, but I could not fucking create to save my life. Yeah. Um, I would sit in my garage for hours, kind of like you say, you like come in here with your laptop and pretend to work. Like I was just sitting there like trying to like pick up a brush and, and paint and I had ideas and things I wanted to do, but I just didn't know where to start. And I, it was just, I was just going through a lot at the time and I read that book and it really changed my perspective on what I was doing and kind of like in a military idea too. Cause I learned a lot about myself through the military learning, like what I can do when I'm not feeling like doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when you're pushing your body to a limit where you, you thought you were go. done, but you know you can do so much more. Yeah. Um, and it's like that idea of just like just doing instead of thinking about it. And then also the idea of like it doesn't have to be perfect. Like just create it and just keep going with it. Yeah. And it, it taught it taught me a lot. Like I'm I'm coming out with like a clothing brand right now. And yes. a lot of ideas of what I'm not I wearing anything do. else. Yeah. The what? <laughs> I'm not wearing anything else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like, there's a lot of things of what I want to do with it. And, and for the, for that same reason is why I haven't started it for the longest time. Like I've have designs and things I want to do, Yeah. but it, but it's also about just like doing it and just letting it organically get to that level. For sure. You know, it, it's like, it's like an artist that's just starting and they're like, I want to have my art in the gallery and I want to do big canvases, but they don't have the resources or the even maybe the I don't know, the mind to do that. You know what I mean? But it all takes the baby steps of just creating and just letting it organically happen. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like what that book like really helped me understand. Was Absolutely, book. man. I'm so glad you found it like at that point. Yeah. Like, there's no such thing as coincidence. Like that's perfect timing to read something like that if y'all haven't read it definitely go check it out um but you know it brings up something for me as far as you know an artist's mind um you know a lot of artists are just so hypercritical um of their work um they overanalyze everything about what they're doing and you know that's that can bog you down to a point where you never really make anything out of it. For sure. Like good artists and 
artists that are filling galleries and artists that are getting all these opportunities and they're getting recognized and their career is, you know, expanding is because they're taking chance chances, they're taking risk um, that they may or may not be comfortable with, you yeah. know, and you may or may not be ready for. That's something I see, you know, now on a consulting side with podcasting um, or, you know, encouraging people to take their, their craft to the next level is just this this waiting process of, you know, I'm not done preparing. You know, I, I need yeah. to keep recording. Um, I've been recording in my living room for six months trying to get my voice right. And it's like, you but won't. Yeah, but at the end of yeah, the day, it's, it's like you're just coming up with excuses. That yeah. After a while, you got to like snap into yourself and be like, all right, am I just coming up with excuses at this exactly. point? Exactly. Like I've met a lot of people that were like, yeah, I can't do it yet because I don't have the right things to do. And I'm like, well, as artists, like we have to create with what we have and like, and what we have um, access to, right? Yeah. So like when I first started work painting, you know, I was using the cheapest stuff you can use and yeah. I was using what I had and, and just um, utilizing the tools that you have. And I think as creatives, like we just need to be creative in those moments. Yeah. And like still, like there's still more ideas that I want to do and things that I, and like experimental things that I want to do with my art, but I'm not there yet. You yeah. Know? And I eventually feel like the more I keep pushing myself, the more I keep like working on what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I will eventually get those materials and those resources and like, and have that opportunity. Well, you jump in with both feet and you figure it out, man. And like when you start yeah. surprising yourself and you're actually happy with the product, that's empowering. You know, when you actually pull something off or you, you, you know, go at a piece a new you know a new way and it works out and you're like oh shit you know like yeah. that's growth yeah. you know and you you wouldn't expect that out of yourself um but you know i think w we were talking the other day and um you know something i'd like to get into is just kind of the process of you know how your career is developed and you know i, was, I saw him i was over at the domain and and you popped up and was like, yo, what up? And uh, I was like, hey, man, I'm trying to pop in the gallery, but I got a show tonight. Like, mind if we pop in a few minutes early? And he was like, yeah, come on. And so we went over there and, you know, I walk in, West Chelsea's pop up over at the domain and walk in and it's just beautiful. Like the presentation is, is amazing. And, um, you know, two guys were here three days prior, like scooping his pieces for him. And uh, I was just like, homie's made it. You know, he's not picking up his own art. Right. And, uh, you know, walking through this gallery, you know, everything, just the presentation, it's, it's very professional. And, uh, and Matt was still running around fixing lights and, you know, putting lights at different angles. And I was like, that's, that's what's up. <laughs> and uh, so we caught up, you know, Monday when we were kind of planning out this episode. And I asked him kind of how he wanted to present this. And we were just talking about, you know, that wave that he's riding right now and, and how weird it is, you know, to to almost take his finger off and, and not be as hands-on as he once was. And, um, you know, I think that that's something that I'd like to get into of just what that feels like right now to where people are helping you. You know, you do have teams that are hanging your art and, yeah. you know, just that process and how trippy it is as an artist to get to that level. I'd like to know what that feels like. Man, because um, I still don't know. <clears throat> no, that's great. <laughs> I don't know, that's a great question. I mean, I'm still processing it as we speak. You yeah, know? like it's just been nonstop for the past like two months. Um, 
as far as just like what's what's been going on and, and me like going to New York for the first time. Yeah. And um, showcasing art there and then coming back to Austin straight to a solo show um, where everything's already hung ready. I just go in there and kind of do the map, the minor details yeah. and like talk about what we're, the execution of what we're going to do. And then like, um, dude, it's still still processing it, man. Like, I don't even know how to explain it you know even doing this podcast now and like the people that are here it's just like it's a it's a lot of um just going with it yeah. you know just leaning into it um i don't want to like i try not to think about it too much nowadays because i'm just like i've been gearing up for this for the past like five years of my life and yeah being here it kind of feels like i've been like mentally preparing for it for the longest time um even being in new york i just felt so comfortable like i felt like that's the city that I needed to be in. Yeah. Um, but it's it's amazing, dude. Like, I got so many good homies that that have been supporting and just been there from the beginning too. And um, and with Wish Chelsea helping me pick up my paintings and like do all do all the detail stuff. It's just um, it's just I just feel blessed, man. And like yeah. I, I'm just riding the wave and just being happy <clears throat> and like it's just a whole new um, whole new level of just like gratitude and 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 just experiencing it and living it you know it's just it's it's great man yeah i think um you know something that sticks out to me is like it almost eases resistance in certain areas so you can focus on the craft itself more 100%. right you see you see musicians on tour you see these giant production crews you see people that can show up and you know actually have the energy to you know exchange words at a gallery or you know whatever it is it's like man where people can lend a hand, um, you know, on the production side, you know, so the artist isn't dripping in sweat, you know, hanging paintings five minutes before people get there, For you sure. know, like that's a lot of work to get to that point. 100%. And, you know, something that's interesting is, you know, we, we see artists in the prime, the spotlight, you know, and it's just so many, so many years of of grinding hopefully right yeah. if it was just handed to them like there won't be any respect for what it was worth yeah you know and we'd see too much of that in today's world where you know there's this underappreciation of value and and you know how people got to where they are you yeah. know and i think there's almost this sense that you know like you know there's this we're in this culture of depreciating value to where people look at something and they're like ah, i don't like it you know, yeah. or, you know, I love that. I want it. You know, yeah. it's like, what's, what's the story? You know, example For I always sure. use is like, how often do you have a new favorite song? You know, and, and when was the last time you heard that song and, and thought, okay, this is my favorite song. I'm going to research it. I'm going to wonder why the artist wrote that song. I'm going to go read the lyrics. I'm going to look it up on YouTube and see if there's a behind the scenes in the studio, For you know, sure, like, yeah. like how I mean, deep do you go? Yeah. How it? deep do you go? You yeah. know? And, and I've done that recently with a lot of Mac Miller, but like, is that because he just died? You yeah. know, like why, why am I, you know, why just can't I, figuring him out yeah, now. why can't I appreciate something just for what it is in that moment? Yeah. You know, often we, we, you know, recognize people far after they're gone, for sure. you know, like whether it was scientists or politicians or yeah. artists, it's like some of them are just tortured souls because nobody could connect with what they were doing. Yeah. And then we appreciate them a hundred years later. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man, when it comes to music, I feel like there's a time and place for it. Just like art, you know? Yeah. Um, sometimes you might hear a song and you like it because of the beat 
and then two years later you find out the lyrics were like talking to you in that moment yeah you know what i mean yeah or an emotional place for exactly sure. yeah or like you said i mean you maybe heard mac miller back then and it wasn't talking to you at that moment in your oh, life oh it was yeah yeah I was you just die you're just diving deeper into <laughs> it now no yeah no it's just something I've, i know he just I've, came out with the mixtape on spotify for sure yeah no it's just something i've noticed lately is a lot more of his like I'm always jamming YouTube in here, like while I'm working and stuff, yeah. and especially like Tiny Desk or you know behind the scenes of people recording because it just puts me in such a creative state when I'm jamming. For sure. To just look up and see somebody so proficient at what they're doing in such a cool environment that it like it just sparks a lot of ideas to see others in those um, definitely in those yeah I can get I can get lost in YouTube for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I do every day. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, man, if you do you have any advice, you know, out there for, you know, somebody that's a, a young artist on the come up or, or, you know, what do you wish you would have heard, you know, when you started this journey compared to now? Um, some advice I would give was would be um, just put your stuff out there um, and, and be out there. You know what I mean? Support other artists. Go out, meet other artists. There's so many local events that are always happening, like vending or live painting or just showcasing artwork yeah and just go to those events and meet other artists and like really build like a, a crew you know what i mean like um being surrounded by other artists and and people that are in the same mindset as you um will really go a long way as far as just like inspiration like i i'm following all the homies in austin right on yeah. instagram and i can't look at my stories without seeing everybody fucking creating or doing a mural somewhere yeah i'm like what the fuck am i doing yeah like i gotta i gotta step on my game too like yeah. everyone's just like it's it's like support and just like and then um yeah I, I would say just be around people who support you and people who inspire you and also just don't be scared to just put your stuff out there yeah um yeah i, <clears throat> I think that would be like the two main things i would say yeah, it's so so important to um, to network, and it's not hard in a city like this, you know. Like, yeah, it's such a small town feel. Yeah, but even even not networking, just like being friends with yeah. with with people who are are dealing with the same stuff. Like, get get off the surface level part of it and actually connect with people, and um, that will go so much further. Hell yeah! Um, a lot of the homies that I have now, we got so close during COVID. You know, like. A lot of the creatives that I know, a lot of people that are doing things, you know, people that I've connected with within the past five years during COVID, I feel like we really like established such a strong connection because we understand each other on such a other level. And also the fact that we were all still creating and trying to be inspired during that time. I think now with with it kind of passing and we're, we're kind of getting out of it now and things are moving. Um, I feel like everyone's just thriving on such a whole nother yeah. level. And we all have such a respect for each other, too, because we were all in the same place together at the same time. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. but No, I mean, <laughs> that's that's everything, man. Like, yeah. I mean, you're not the only one that feels that way. Um, you know, coming out of the pandemic, there's so many different people just looking at things in new ways and, yeah. and um, you know, actually taking that step and expressing it is you know some of the biggest contributions have been made and and will continue to be made because of that you know pause in time yeah and um you know i'm so inspired by you know the amount of people that i've seen their perspectives change or you know come out and just like 
just say, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to get caught up in that rat race. I'm not going to do, you know, the same patterns I was caught up in. And, uh, and now's the time. And, and so many people are stepping up in so many various ways supporting that. Um, you know, whether it's the galleries being ready or, you know, production side or, you know, just friends being there for each other and supporting each other. But that's something I've noticed about you for sure is like when I bring up your name or somebody notices you're working here and you come up in conversation, it's like, man, I love that guy. And, and like, I know why. And I can believe, you know, I believe him the way they say it, you know, is because, you know, I can tell that you've, you've put those relationships first and, you know, even, even ahead of your career. And that, that says a lot, man. And, yeah. and that, that speaks volumes in this town and, and, uh, people respect that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it, it's all, it's all real life at the end of the day, right? Like followers and Instagram and like Facebook or whatever, meta world, anything that we talk about, yeah. it's, it's all real life at the end of the day. Yeah. And I, I think like, even like all the followers I have, I mean, I only have like 4,000 or something, but like, I feel like I've met everybody that follows me, you know yeah. what I mean? And in some moment of time, like when I was vending, I was, I was on a whole phase where I was vending a lot and I was just meeting people, buying prints and, yeah. or I've done shows where I meet people and they follow me. Like it's all, I don't know. It's all real life and connection at the end of the day. Yeah. And, um, so it's all, and, and I'm a big music lover. So like I, watch interviews and i understand the person i'm listening to and i mm -hmm. understand why he's making the music he's making and what does it mean behind it so i'm like i wouldn't invest in anybody who i don't like or i like don't want to like support like you, don't know him, you know yeah. what i mean and i feel like we should all live in that in that world yeah know? and just open up yeah you know i think just being more vulnerable in your own way and you know especially if you're sharing in those capacities whether it's social or you know just online it's like man you've got access directly to people you don't know where they are or what they'll get out of it and like if you're on output like that you're sharing those experiences like you might reach that one person that you need to and like i always remind myself like on that you know like i love focusing on a local level like that's why i podcast you know live that's why i wanted to share the space and if i'm selling tickets and you know four people are out here you know it's it feels good to you know have other people share that experience and yeah. you know we're going to turn off these mics and grab some drinks and turn on some tunes and and y'all get to interact directly with matt and um that's so cool to me to be able to kind of facilitate that um but there's so much so, something so much greater than you know just social followings or whatever it is it's sure. like it, it really it's, doesn't it's matter. It's all about the story, man. I mean, yeah. we all have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember back when I used to post my art and I was getting, like, five likes. And yeah. It, it wasn't even, like, a thought that was in my mind of how many, you know? Yeah. I mean, this was, like, back in, like, 2013 or something when I started my Instagram. But, I mean, it's just, like, don't let that stop you from doing what you're doing. Just keep doing it. Just, like, here, like, if you were, like, oh, we got, like, ten people in here. Yeah. We should not do this no more. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's just keep going. Yeah. And it's all a story at the end of the day. We can look back at this and be, like, remember that time we only had ten people? And, like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, just keep it going. And, like, I don't know. Just people get so discouraged really easily. And, I'm, and it's just, like. You got to believe in yourself at the end of the day, 100%. I mean, if you don't, nobody else is. Yeah, um, straight up. I mean, that's kind of like a really raw version of saying it, but, like, I don't know. Hey, that's good sometimes. I mean, I, I definitely have a lot of support, so I, it's probably easier for me to say that than than others. But Yeah, but there's uh, been times that you haven't. Yeah. You know, and, and you kept going, and now we're here. 
Yeah. That's dope. Dude, I, you know, I really want to get into, uh, you know, where this is all headed and you're doing some really, really fucking interesting stuff and, and I'm not far behind you. <laughs> um, but this is a good segue. I want to go ahead and bring our, uh, friend Jeff Savala up. Um, but wanted to display the, the NFT that you've been, uh, you know, showcasing and giving out. And it's so cool. This isn't it. Yeah. But um, so I want to go ahead and get Jeff up here and kind of hear um, y'all kind of riff on what this is all about and where this is headed. But because I definitely think this is the future and and uh, yeah, everybody give it up, Jeff Savala. Hey guys, how's it going? In real life. In the flesh. In real life. In the yeah. flesh. Clubhouse in real life. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, so this is an industry that I'm just like just dipping my toes in and every day my my mind is exploding creatively on what is truly possible here. And, um, you know, you're one of the first people that I, I either text or call or want to meet with because I love your ability to meet people where they're at. And, you know, I was talking to Matt the other day. He was like, yeah, you know, he's helped me so much because like, you know, you're patient you understand, you know, that this journey for you is just, a, you know, a few years at this point. And like, I love when people that really have a good grasp of something don't want to just show you how much they know, but they're able to meet you where you're at and be like, Hey, like, I know exactly where you're at. I know this is really cool. Let me explain this in some, some, uh, some terms that you'll understand and we'll take it from there. Um, but you know, I'll let you explain kind of the collaboration that y'all made and where it's going. No, yeah, totally. And um, I, I know how hard it is because I've been there. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I just want to try to make it easier for people. But um, but yeah, so ever since back in the day uh, when Matthew had his show at a, it was like a Zilker Brewery, right? Yeah. And uh, he it was he had his piece there, the inevitable. The idea was to make it as realistic as possible, right? So uh, started out with a thirty thousand pixel sized uh seamless canvas texture to get the real detail in there if you can zoom in a little bit but yeah so the idea was like how do we uh onboard matthew into the metaverse right and to have his pieces as digital assets that collectors uh could love in in their virtual spaces yeah so yeah man we just went to that workshop you invited me over there to the workshop at uh at something, something cool, cool studios yeah. and and they um they called this workshop what the fuck is an nft and i was like i'm going like that's yeah. that's my level right there and uh i went and i don't think i lifted my pencil off the paper the entire time because there was just so much information um coming from an artist that was just like man this is this really is the future and it's it, there's so many possibilities for people's careers to just take off and that's so why I'm why I'm so eager to get into this space. It's a whole new um, medium. Yeah, it's a whole new medium. You your your reach goes much farther in such a authentic and interactive way. Um, and you know what's interesting to me is like, man, that grunt work, that that work of that artists were taken of, you know, making one piece and transporting it and hoping not to fuck it up and hanging it and it's crooked and then you <laughs> hang it Real again you know like <laughs> the amount of times that i've hung these paintings just to get them a little yeah. bit straight is insane it's hard and right. um 
you know, to do an entire gallery and then maybe sell a piece, that's amazing. But we're, now we're in this, you know, this next phase and spatial and capability, you know, where, you know, artists can finally make a career and a good one out yeah. of just putting effort into their work and putting it out there. And there's no limit to how many times they can sell a digital version. And no, it's it's not going to replace a physical art piece. It's not going to replace the craft, but it will expand it. And people will get to see art they've never seen before in such a different way. Um, you know, we could have a gallery, a virtual gallery, and people be in Germany and, and see Matt's work. And, it's a and game changer. It's so sure. cool. Yeah, and, um, yeah, sure. what you know, on your perspective of just how cool this is to see a progression. I mean, uh, the possibilities are endless, and that's kind of like the exciting part of it is I feel like every creator, every artist is going to approach it differently. Um, but at the same time, like, don't go in it with thinking, like, this is a cash grab. Like, this is like, I'm going to throw in an NFT. I'm going to make thousands yeah. of dollars. <laughs> like, it's the same thing as art. Like, it's parallel to art in so many ways as far as, like, you're gonna have to establish your name. You're gonna have to get a community behind you. You're gonna have to figure out your niche and like what you're bringing to the table that's different than others. Because there's so many artists in the world and in the NFT world and real world. And like, you just got to, I would say just take your time and understand it and see where you can, where you can be in it. What's cool right now, I think, you know, is there's so much room for innovation and those innovators are being rewarded because they're showing what's possible. You know, I just ran into my friend, um, sky King and amazing name. Right. Um, <laughs> but I ran into him and he's a podcaster producer. He's in the ad space for a little bit and he just threw up, he's claiming the world's first oh, long form podcast NFT. Oh, okay. Wow, nice. And one episode, 600,000 views wow. over like that, yeah, you know, and it's just because he was the first, you know, and like yeah. you're seeing so many examples of that. Um, uh, I was I was admiring. Um, what's that? The where my vans go um, <laughs> that they were showing off at that that workshop. This guy is climbing skyscrapers and cranes and uh, antennas all over the world and he's taking a picture of his van's shoes just from this straight up like high high place and he's selling these nfts for hundreds of thousands of dollars each and he's got hundreds of them and i was like well i'm glad he's being rewarded for that risk for risk you know it's life. not like 18 bucks you know <laughs> i'd be like oh maybe not you know but yeah i mean He's, he's putting sure. it out there. It's unique. People are recognizing it. And that's fucking cool. You know, that, you know, people are, are asking themselves, how can I be a pioneer in this aspect or how can I get noticed? Yeah. And I mean, the, the technology itself is revolutionary. Like we haven't had a historical precedent to own your own data, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so we really don't have anything to compare it to. So it's just like, what do we do with this complete paradigm shift? Yeah. And, uh, so pretty much anything you do in this space is innovative, you know, yeah. the, the technology itself is. But then figuring out ways to push that technology beyond what it's capable of. I think those are the things that really stand out. For sure. For sure. It's amazing. Um, so how did you get in the space yourself? I think just backing up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I won a South by badge um, yeah. at the Austin Forum of Technology and Society by asking a question. Um, and it was 
claimed to be like the best question by the judge or whatever. Yeah. And it was a question of like, how do we utilize blockchain technologies? Cause it was all about blockchain at that time. Um, it's in like 2017 and, uh, how do we use technologies like blockchain to kind of, um, bridge the gap between like the wealthy and the disenfranchised and things like that. And, and so I won a badge. I went to the, I wanted to completely take full advantage of that. So I didn't sleep went to 30 hours of panels, uh, wow. <laughs> during South by Southwest interactive. And uh, I was going to like, uh, blockchain panels, augmented reality, NFTs, stable coins, like all this stuff. And the dots started clicking together. And, uh, I realized, this is just so complex and hard to understand. And so how do I simplify it, you know, and get everyone like on board with this. So I just set about creating a, like a short film, uh, like a fashion film that could kind of bring a lot of people together because everyone loves fashion. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so created a film over the last four years, had to learn like visual effect effects compositing. Uh, and I called it beyond here because the question is, we're already in this kind of dystopian world without realizing it with uh, the ownership of our data, the manipulation of that data. And so uh, I wanted to help spur on a movement for that paradigm shift to go away from uh, like the centralized social media control and uh, to create more like decentralized social media systems. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I did that film. And then right at the beginning of the year, like this must have been late February, you know, my buddy, Michael Hernandez, it's like, you got to get on Clubhouse. They're talking about all your stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, OK, He's well, it's nice another guy. social media platform. Yeah. Like, I can't <laughs> deal with that. So I just it's I bit the, the next bullet. big one. Yeah. It's was, gone. Why not? Right? <laughs> Jump in there. So I uh, just started meeting incredible people from all around the world, talking about all kinds of stuff. And then all these NFT rooms started popping up and yeah. I couldn't sleep for like 24 seven, just <laughs> awake on there. Well, that, that was so cool the other day. Yeah. We were, we were in here and we were having a meeting just about this, like, Hey, wh what can we do with this? What's the next step here? And, um, he pulls up this app called OVR and starts scanning this room. And he's like, Oh, two people are in here with us. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, what do you mean? And he holds up his phone and he's like, he goes over and he's like, what's up, Autobot 246? Yeah. You know, and like they start having a conversation. Start speaking Italian. Yeah, like, like, like heavy accent, you know. And I, maybe I think that's super interesting as far as like a lot of these platforms. You think Facebook, Instagram, you know, you know, how can you connect with people? Like, is it networking? Is it, you know, a friend of a friend? Are you just spontaneity you know spontaneity and coming across each other what is it you know in these platform forms that are undersaturated you're gonna have such right. a unique space right now to it's jump so in and be like who am i gonna meet you know like there's no there's filters. five other people in here yeah like, there's so many different apps and platforms that yeah. are popping up too of how yeah. to like discover new people and um it's just making like some of like instagram kind of obsolete in some ways Especially for me, I mean, I, Instagram was like my main source of just like posting and connecting to my audience. And uh, like after being like in clubhouses and Twitter spaces and like all these yeah. new worlds, I'm like, this is just the very tip of what we what we're yeah, doing. What is here. what is two or three seconds of interaction? You know, yeah. what is a like? What is a, a DM like? Is I'm, that really it? I mean, like, Facebook and Instagram become the Walmart of the metaverse. Yeah, it's like just, it's it's a pool where everybody's in, and like 
after a while it's going to be a lot of these new spaces that um, are going to be very curated and uh, very limited you mm -hmm. know what i mean and uh so some of these platforms i think are gonna i don't know it's just i feel like it's gonna take over of social media well there's an opportunity to connect um you know i think there's there's such an interesting aspect of it right now um you know where there's this kind of argument like are we steering ourselves away from nature i don't think so like it's we are on a technological level but there is an ability to have conversation there's an ability to connect there's an ability which is very human you know and natural in a sense of just giving people the time like okay you may be putting on a headset and it may be unnatural but then you're taking a time you're creating the space in your day to focus on something and interact with someone which is completely unique it's almost unseen you know what those effects are yeah um it's insane like, i mean the yeah. coolest thing about nfts is like on days when i don't feel like getting out of bed i can do all my nft work yeah right here <laughs> you know join yep. clubhouses do this yeah. like update update my nft on this and just do things it's just all right here well you know yeah. but it, but it's all it's all it's always a balance of everything you got to do it in real life shit too yeah I mean, it's serendipitous too though because like i've met finn from chicken waffle studios on clubhouse yeah he's like yeah i have this uh virtual reality studio in austin yeah it's like let's meet up let's hang yeah. out so we met here and cool. native and like it's uh, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna collide i mean i don't think it's gonna take away from like in real life yeah moments you yeah. know and like also art as well i think a lot of people are scared of like nfts in that conversation because they think we're going into this world where we're all just gonna be blocked out but I mean, we all we're all humans, and we all know ourselves. So of course, there's going to be people who completely disassociate disassociate themselves from real life. Sure. But ultimately, like, I think it's a way of us all connecting on another level. And I think with COVID, and doing Zoom calls, and like, me and my buddies were there's like this app called Record Box or something like that where we could all be in there, and then we can all play songs. Oh, cool. And like cue songs and just hang out in there. Nice. And I, I, I think it's just like another way of connecting. Like it's not going to take away from what we're doing, but it's, it's just, just more accessible. Just more accessible and more curated and also yeah. art. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hope I'm not disclosing anything here, but um, a friend of mine, uh, he just opened up this um, center, and it's the second time it's come up tonight. It's called Kuya. And they're introducing this um, therapy through VR. And what they're doing is you go into this space and you put on this headset, right? And you either meet with a therapist or another person. And what you're meeting with is their light body. So there's no physical characteristics. And you interact and you, you know, either go into a therapy session or you confess, you know, you're, you know whatever's on your mind to a stranger. Um, and there's no, you know, physical characteristics. So there's no judgment on their face or separation. It's just, you know, a, another being of light that you're awesome. interacting with. And so, awesome. you know, there's there's no way to like say, you know, like. You know, you may not get it or, you know, you, yeah. we're, we're different because of this We're you know, um, and th it's just another example. Of yeah. I mean, I think like when you look at the culture on Instagram, a lot of it's just very visual. Mm -hmm. And so the huge paradigm shift for me was when you go in clubhouse, it's like you don't really see how anybody looks. So yeah. 
there's not that like immediately like judging yeah. you know and you just you're you able go to straight off so attitude more. and conversation and perspective and then and then all of a sudden you hear this person talk for five minutes and you're like hey who is this yeah, what kind of art do they make like yeah like, yeah and you start i mean it's it's just kind of a cool way to connect i mean yeah I mean, that's what we're pretty much doing here. This is a clubhouse. Like, if no one's ever joined clubhouse before, like, this is what it is. Man, that's a good You got name. three people. You got three, four, maybe. I mean, a lot of other people. But, like, people talking, and you could just chime in and listen. Clubhouse is like a like a live podcast. Y'all still using it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were just on it earlier. Oh, I for saw. real? Because <laughs> I ran into Michael, and he was like, nah, it's done, dude. No. No? It's, it's more not about done? the community of people that you're connected with in there and that, like, you want to, like, check in with them, see what's going on. There's always things happening. I've been wanting to incorporate it somewhere, somehow in here. It'd be cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. uh let's go ahead and open this clubhouse up. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's we've bring got up, a, let's bring up some we've got a Q&A <laughs> mic. So we're going to have to uh, pass the mic around and just make sure that you're keeping it about, like, two to three inches from your face. What's up, everybody? What's good? Hey. Everything. Um... Matt, I wanted to know, like, what's your hierarchy of, like, focus for the next year, three years? I mean, I know, like, three years is a long time. So maybe you could do, like, a year. Yeah. With NFTs, with mm. Jeff, like, your guys' collaboration, like, what are you guys focusing on? Shit, the next three years? and I mean, the next year? <laughs> yeah, let's um, I mean, I got a couple of other projects uh, that I'm coming up with uh this piece in uh particular i made it to make an nft out of it so i made it specifically for that and whoever buys nft is going to get the physical piece with it yeah um so cool. yeah so that that piece is like not in the gallery like they don't like it's just create it to make an animation out of it and then sell it as an nft um and then i also have like um like a 50 limited edition um pieces that i'm coming out with where like some are very rare and some aren't some have the drips some don't have the drips some have the tattoos so I'm, I'm i'm juggling in all the different worlds of what the nft is we did the ar i did the free token which is which also like anybody here has a metamask i'll give you a free nft today i still got some um i and then yeah this piece the one of one that comes with the physical piece and then also the limited 50 run which with rare and, and non-rare pieces i mean but as far as with jeff i mean wherever you want to go man I'm I'm, this guy this guy i'd be like yeah can you come talk and he's like yeah can we do uh do we have a tv do we have this like <laughs> let's make a promo video i'm like you yes let's do it all like uh so i don't know where do you see yourself in the next year jesus i mean things happening so it feels like <laughs> it, it's been like three years you know yeah. since the last since the beginning of the year um but <laughs> yeah i'm just experimenting um super down to just keep it going i mean i love the idea of gamification i think games are really going to push all of this super forward super fast mm -hmm. so like your idea about the cards and you have like eventually you have 52 shows you do one card for each show mm. and now people can like collect an entire deck yeah and you could do like if you hold uh four spades or four uh of any yeah pocket know. aces royal flush royal maybe flush. royal flush will give you like a free um co Merch. like commission four That's by four commission unique. you know what yeah I mean? let's uh, cut pocket aces will give you <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> let's not let's not put it out there yet i mean i don't want people to steal that shit but <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be All kinds out. of ideas yeah. to experiment with. 
yeah. So, yeah, um, for the ride. yeah, and then with as far as art, like I'm just riding wherever my art's taking me. Like I'm going to LA tomorrow um, with my buddy. Uh, we're just gonna ride the wave out there. I mean, we're just following art wherever art takes me. And I mean, I'm gonna push my limit as much as I can, and I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. But um, I know in spring I'm gonna have a solo show in LA, so um, that's that's coming up. Nice. Um, we start gearing up for some NFTs during that too. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like where I'm going. What do you think you're gonna do with the tokens? Uh, the, the free tokens? Yeah. That I'm giving away? Yeah, like, what's the utility behind the token? Um, so for this first one, I mean, you get, like, free access to, like, um, and like future NFTs coming up. Also, like, my clothing brand that I'm coming out with, you'll have, like, future, ac- like, uh, early access to that. But, um, like we were saying, I'm going to come out with some more cards throughout, throughout the years. And um, depending on how many you have collected, we'll have different type of... Um, utility with it so like we're taking like you ha- you have like a royal flush you get a free commission or um, pocket aces you get a free print limited edition print or something like that like um, it's kind of still very organically happening but because um, you're gonna discover a lot of people in the crypto space that are discovering you right um, and so you're gonna be able to learn about what kind of things would they want from you you know and then so you, you create that much more personal relationship with your collectors uh and i think that's what the nfts are really good for so you're gonna come up with things like it's who knows where it's gonna go but lots of exciting possibilities for sure, yeah cool first of all i got a question for jeff but you guys are killing it i think you guys are gonna do big things but <laughs> so jeff you mentioned in 2017 you asked how blockchain technology was gonna you know, bridge the gap between the disenfranchised and the wealthy. Have you seen anything personally that's done that since then? Yeah, Yeah, well, I mean, when you look at uh, the starving artist paradigm, you know, and how for the first time uh, artists have been able to quit their full-time jobs. Like I know a handful of people that I've met on Clubhouse that have done that. And um, so like that right there, I mean, the fact that the royalties and that can be baked into the smart contract can um, provide passive income for artists is a game changer. Um, but just talk, keeping it on the topic of art, that's kind of one of the things I've seen how blockchain has empowered artists and creatives like, like never before. But um, I think there's a yeah. huge transition in income and people with power. Like, I mean, when we're in New York, every everywhere in times square all the screens were all nfts <laughs> and that was when i i mean i it's been hitting me in ways but like that one was also like a nfts are here man like there's no ignoring where it's going and i feel like the uh, especially with all like because uh, nft nyc was going on around the same time and there was just like events happening everywhere and that was all because of nft money too so the actual idea of, of transition of money and actually going into artists' pockets, now the artists are the ones that are like hosting these events and throwing these parties. And you know, they got Chris Rock and um, I forgot what, they had a little baby come out and like for the Board Ape Yacht Club party, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, and about the, yeah I heard that's about that. that. Yeah, <laughs> now Post Malone owns one and so does Jimmy Fallon and like it's, um, it's a big transition of power, I think, in a lot of ways, as far as like going to the creatives. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. 
What direction would you guys recommend somebody heading if they want to like expand their social sphere outside of like uh, you know Instagram? Clubhouse. Um, can you? Yeah, it's, uh, pretty much any of the social media apps or um, social audio apps. So like yeah, Clubhouse, Twitter Spaces are really good to get into. Um, Discord. Oh yeah, Discord. Maybe even Reddit. <laughs> okay, so with the board apes, is someone literally drawing each version of this and like creating it on like a tablet, or is it like, is it painting like in real life, like yours? Um, I think it's all digital, and they uh they just digitize like all the different features, and then it automatically puts them all together. Yeah, they're so, generative generative yeah. projects, so they are hand drawing the different traits and characteristics. So like if it has a hat or glasses or whatever else, mm -hmm. but then they use a computer algorithm to like randomly assemble those characteristics. And that's the generative part. Okay. Um, so they're not actually creating each one. They're, it's a collaboration with the computer. Okay. And then they also grant you derivative rights. So if you own one, you can make your own version of that one and then sell it commercially and make a profit. Well. So it's like a digital Mr. Potato Head, basically. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yep. Good. All right, guys. Well, that's it. Yeah. I think, um, thank you guys for so much for coming on. Um, yeah. I, if, let's turn on some tunes and grab some drinks and, and interact. But, um, yeah, I think there's so much to look forward to. Um, both of y'all are just blowing me away with what y'all are up to and it's inspiring in our own sense and it feels so good to share that and um, yeah so good luck to y'all and we'll catch up with you after LA and, and yeah. we'll uh, let's do this again in a couple of years see yeah dude no yeah sooner <laughs> than that yeah let's go yeah. thank All you right, so guys. much thanks y'all thank you Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.